Welcome to a podcast with Aaron Schultz. mental health matters. Live life with an out-back mind. Live life with an out-back mind. Thank you very much for joining in, guys. Episode 192. Now, the human body. Um, most guys don't understand it, pay enough attention to it, know how it works well, how to work with it um, and the energy of it. Um, it's something that I've uh, become really uh, in tune with, but I've still got a lot of work to do, you know, and um, I'm always finding out stuff and um, looking at, um, I suppose, the optimum way of, of living and getting um, your health really on track so you can thrive in this lifetime and live to a long age and um, you know, do that well. Like We don't want to end up in nursing homes or we don't want to end up uh, with disease, but you know, a lot of us do because we don't understand what our body's telling us and how the body actually um, functions uh, properly and what we need to do to keep it that way. So today's guest, very, very special guest is uh, Josh Sawyer. Now, this guy is absolutely incredible with regards to his physical health, his mental health, his positivity, his ability to be able to work with his body, not against it. Um, just uh, incredible wisdom and follows um, uh, what they call the chi cycle primarily, which is what what our bodies are basically trying to do at each um, uh, two-hour, three-hour interval of the day, you know, and how we can actually work with that and be aware of it. And I think if we can start to tune in with that, then you know the the mental health uh, of everyone starts to work better if we start to become more aware of what our body's trying to teach us at, at certain times of the day. You know uh, we're very much out of whack. We're in a simulated society, so to be able to learn from Josh today, I think, is really really valuable and important for um, for everyone listening in. So I really encourage you to uh, to share this one with others. It's going to be a great chat. Just wanted to. Uh, uh, let you know that uh, the Outback Mind is now a, a full uh, health promotion charity, the Outback Mind Foundation. Um, so we really rely on donations. If, if there's any, anyone out there that would be kind enough to chip in, um, please visit the Outback Mind website, support us. Uh, you'll see some info on there on what you can do to help out. We're also looking to partner with the right uh, organisations to be able to um, spread the word about men's health throughout Australia. So if you're an employer or you work for a company that might be interested in helping us out and working alongside us, we'd really love to have a chat. Uh, please reach out to me via the website if you can. Appreciate your feedback on this podcast with Joss. It's going to be a ripper. Uh, support at outbackmind.com.au. G'day, Joss. Yeah, g'day, Aaron. Oh, it, it really sounds weird hearing you say g'day. It doesn't flow off the tongue. <laughs> yeah it's not my original nature my language my language comes to originally germany and then went to amsterdam so we've got a cross reference between the dutch and the german yes but i've been in but i've been in australia for 42 years now so i guess i sort of develop a little bit of a mix of all kind of uh, uh, accents combined <laughs> yeah amazing how old are you mate now you're 62 now is that right uh, yes, I am 64 years of age. 64. Yeah. Well, mate, three years and you'll have the pension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I was actually surprised, to be honest, to hear you were that old because I I haven't physically met you, but uh, but certainly I was observing someone, you know, around 50 possibly. So you're doing something very, very right. Yeah, I've been into Chinese Kung Fu training for over 35 years, almost 40 years, I've been training heavily every day. Mm. And uh, that seems to keep the body very young. Mm. And plus on top of that, I live the qi cycle and I take lots of Chinese herbs and supplements. And I'm always up early. So I'm always up at around 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I train three hours every morning. So I... That contributes to a strong body, so you defeat the aging process to a certain degree. 
Yes. Yeah. And um, the people I train under, the masters I studied under, uh, they are in their seventies and eighties. They don't look anything like it. Yes. That's usually like resemble more the youthfulness of someone like just forty. Yeah. They're thriving. So yeah, they've got to be doing something right, though, because most people in their seventies and eighties in Australia are heading towards a nursing home. Yeah, it's just, it's pretty pretty insane. We know very little about the health in the Western world, mm. and I mean, I, I obviously I studied my health science degree and I majored in Chinese medicine, but it wasn't until I actually did my study and my practice under the Chinese masters when I went to Asia. It's only then when my understanding of health started to open up. Mm. Mm. So because they've got a totally different understanding of health, which is derived from personal practice, which is derived from immersing yourself with the universal forces and uh, training the body to, to quite an intense way, which then makes you understand what is actually what we are capable of. Yes. And, and that opens up to a completely new different paradigm in terms of uh, integrating and dealing and working with the body yeah. because we understand that there's no limitation. You just keep, you've got to keep going. So, uh, for example, if there is a symptom, if you have any kind of symptoms, you use your practice in order to transform the symptom into an underlying health. And so every day you do that, uh, you're treating more and more symptoms and the body becomes like healthier over time. Mm. So you learn very quickly that what we um, experience as symptoms is actually manageable by, by using the resources of the body. As opposed to in the Western thinking, you hand over your symptoms to the Western doctor and they give you medication and yeah. that doesn't heal anything. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so in, in the Chinese medicine, we do it the other way around. We go inside the body and while we dive deeply into the body, we discover the forces within. And those forces within us are directly connected to the forces outside us, mm. which are the cosmic forces. And then the combination of those cosmic forces from outside and the inner forces from within, that leads to this free flow between the inner world and the outer world. And that rejuvenates the body on a daily basis and the organs start to refresh and, and they regrow. And that's how they get the longevity. Mm, amazing, mate. So what you're yeah. saying in a nutshell too is, the system that we're in Western society is very reactive, but the system that you've trained under is very proactive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a totally different world. It's a, they have nothing in common, absolutely nothing in common, which is why when you study Chinese medicine, the scholars, uh, international scholars have agreed to when we talk about Chinese organs, we have to use upper cases. Uh, for example, the spleen in Chinese medicine is written in uppercases mm. as opposed to the, the spleen in Western science, which is written with lowercases. So that, that uh, in order to differentiate between the two different organs, so we have spleen and spleen, but they have two totally different functions and have a totally different approach. So Chinese medicine has nothing in common with Western science and Western medicine. That's absolutely no common ground. Are you saying we've been led a lot of bullshit? <laughs> it's a different world. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a totally, it's a different world. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I mean, some people benefit from the Western science and Western medicine. I personally haven't been at a Western doctor for I think thirty-five years. Mm. So uh, I had to go once in order to get my diving exam. So I think that was the only reason why I went in there. It's interesting. I had to go and get a medical a while back, and the same doctor that used to treat me when I was a little boy was still there, and he's in his seventies. Um, you know, <laughs> he actually, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm in okay condition. I, I sort of look after myself much better than what I used to. But, but he was telling me that my body was like, you know like a 20 year old and i was in my mid 40s at the time so you know I was, I was quite quite happy with that you know but i know yeah i know i need to maintain that and i need to make sure that i i, I keep myself you know physically immensely well and i believe that's that's the golden message in this conversation with you yes. and I, you know the, for sure yeah the body this is the this is the main uh, that's the main lessons we need to understand that we need to constantly challenge our body we need to constantly stress our body 
And as a result of continued to do that, the body adapts and then starts growing rather than declining. Mm. And that then applies the same thing to the challenge of the mind. Mm. And so that means you constantly challenge your mind, your body, and, um, and then constantly engage with your environment as, as a means to, to move forward rather than getting over, overwritten or overrun or getting run down by them. Yeah, so which is, which is That's the principle of Chinese martial art. The aim is to completely engage with the environment, but to keep going regardless of what the environment is trying to do to you. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And um, so you yield to the forces around us, but you keep going. Yeah? Yeah. And that's, that then, the, the engagement with the environment and with the challenges, that then makes the body strong. So we, we basically need to engage with the, with the world. We need to be part of, of, of the challenges and the incredible tribulation that every one of us experiences. But we need to have a, a, a technique, a, a tool available in order to, to work effectively with the challenges so that we yield into it but at the same time, keep moving. Yes. So that's that's what we in Chinese medicine call, refer to as yin and yang. Yes. So we engaging with yang, but with the equal amount of yin. So we go, we are we moving forward while being in a state of yin, which means surrender. Yes. And uh, fluidity and being a, and to accept, but at the same time to assert ourselves, which is the yang nature. Yeah. So that means we incorporating both completely complementary opposite uh, uh, values in our approach to env the environment. That means we never get bogged down, we never get stuck, and that means our mental health never suffers because we always have, have, a, have a handle of the situation. Yes. We always got movement, we always got progress, we always have like, 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 a, like a game, like a play with that situation rather than being um, overwhelmed. Yes, progression, that's right, mate. And um, yeah, that was beautifully explained, you know, like, say the average Aussie male, and a lot of women listen to this too, but the average Aussie male is in the yang consistently, you know, they don't have an off button. The only off button is a, a can of beer or some drugs or whatever to switch off. But this is a, a key part of this conversation to be able to balance both, you know. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I was very masculine. I had to tap, tap into my feminine when I got into the yoga side of things, and that was uncomfortable for me, but that's where the real growth comes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> always, that's like the same as in martial art. You always train your weakness. You, mm. never, you never train your strengths. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For sure, absolutely. And see, see I guess that's, that, that's another thing with mental health too, Yoss. Like, you know, a lot of us are in comfort. And unless we're getting in discomfort, then we don't grow. And then our, our mind's sort of telling us we're not good enough and we have self-doubt and worry and fear and shame and guilt and all those sorts of things. But we need to be able to put ourselves in a, in a state of uh, discomfort, you know, reasonably regularly to be able to grow. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, it's essential. It's absolutely essential that we go into the discomfort mm. because then, then we can't find the limits of the body and but then by keep pushing we're discovering a new a new set point and uh without constantly setting a new set point uh the body will actually uh, uh can't rejuvenate itself so for mm -hmm. mental health constantly establishing establishing a new set point is crucial yes. but because we do it with yin and yang we do it in a way where that we don't force the body we don't um we don't go egotistically onto it and, and go into un, unrealistic ideas. We always apply the yin motion first, which is to, to be in a state of acceptance. So we understand, we yield into it. That means we can sense where, the, where we're supposed to be rather than pushing ourselves over the limit because that burns us out. Yes, yeah, absolutely, mate. And that's, uh, and that's a key point too, like... Uh, we, we don't really know the off button, a lot of us, you know, the mind's busy consistently and uh, yeah. we've got to learn that self-regulation, it's so important. And, and you know, Yoss, you know, you were talking before about um, the fluidity of life and, you know, going with it. In, 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 in yoga, we call it the nard, you know, the sound current, the, 
uh, the, the vibrational energy of the earth. So see a lot of us are disconnected from that now. Um, you know, uh, many of us work on the land or we're in rural areas that listen to this and, um, you know, we've got nature at our doorstep, but we're, we're on devices, we're in vehicles, we're doing all these things that, that are denaturing us to be able to sort of get back yeah. to that natural rhythm, I think, is um, where the, the blessings can start to come. Oh, that's crucial. The natural rhythm is crucial. The universe uh, uh, functions and strives on, on rhythm. Mm. Rhythm is like the most important thing, like uh, to understand how to, because the whole universe is one big rhythm. That's what music is based on. Mm. So if we align with the rhythm, obviously we have the support of, we've got, we've got, because once you go with the rhythm, you feel supported. Yes. If you're not in rhythm, you're not supported. You are on your own. I mean, if you go to a, like if, if you listen to a song and you dance against the rhythm, it doesn't work. It doesn't support you. It doesn't move you. Mm. But if you work, if you dance with the rhythm, it moves your head to, towards the next. Yes. So that's obviously, that's exactly what, what rhythm is about. So it keeps moving us to the next. Yeah, yeah. But see, is it, sorry, mate. Um, uh, but see, uh, I just think we're out of flow consistently in life, aren't we? You know, and, and really, Let's be perfectly honest about it here, Yost. Like this society is trying to knock us out of whack as much as possible. You, you know, you just yeah. gotta listen to the rubbish they're trying to feed us on TV and the radio and <laughs> the papers and all that. And they're, they're putting yeah. us in this reactive oh, mode, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like from a Chinese medicine perspective or from the Taoist perspective, it's all part of life. There's over, We are surrounded by yin and yang. That means there's a destructive force acting on us and there is a supportive force acting on us. Mm. So there will be always people with a sinister, mo- sinister motive, and there will always be people around us with a supportive motive. Yes. And um, obviously, depending on... The way I look at it is, and having observed people for 40 years, if, if your own energy gets weaker and depletes, you are more prone to attack by sinister people. Yes. If your own energy gets stronger, and uh, uh, more assertive, uh, you ward off the motive and the intent of sinister people. Yes. That you don't even see that. Yes. yes. You're in so so the, the, highest self, the highest form of self-defense is to have your energy up so that no one attacks you. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And so like, uh, like the top martial artists don't fight people. Yeah? Mm. We train so we, that we don't need to fight people. And, but we also train so that we don't have sinister intents thrown at us. Yes. So, of course, because we, uh, I've observed over the last 10 years that people's weakness is going down dramatically. I mean, people are getting weaker almost by the year. Yes. And over the last year, 10 years, I've seen this massive decline in, in people's health. And uh, uh, over context of 40 years, I've seen the last 10 years probably the worst. And in, of those last 10 years, the last two years were the worst. So if people's base energy or core energy depletes, then the forces of sinister people get more powerful. Yes. It's like an imbalance. It's an imbalance of yin and yang. So as one gets weaker, the sinister motive gets stronger. Mm. So that's why we're seeing uh, a sudden uh, like development of negative news and everything getting more and more negative because people's core energy is weaker. Yes. Yeah. If, if, if people's core energy, if they, I mean, imagine, just imagine like what they were trying to do the last two years with these incredible, ridiculous pandemic regulations. Mm. Imagine they're trying to, would have done that 1200 years ago to a Viking village up in Norway. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's, yeah? yeah that's, they would have, they would have, been, they would have, they would have chopped their head off. Yes. You know? no, 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 yeah. It, it would not have been possible because the core energy of the of the Vikings back in those days was so strong. Yeah. So of course, in order, of, like, it's I, I've seen over the last ten years the decline. And it started around 2010, 2011, when the smartphone became a popular device and people had that uh, phone with them 24-7 and were sleeping with the phone Mm. and uh, were able to do emails in the middle of the night and social media in the middle of the night. And so so sleep uh, quality declined 
and sleep deprivation started. And that's the first step towards the decline of your energy. You don't sleep well anymore. Yes. So as the smartphones became like a popular device and people's sleep quality diminished, uh, people needed more sugars and other uh, stimulants in order to keep going through the day. Mm. So as I took more sugars and stimulants throughout the day, they couldn't sleep good at night time either mm. and therefore were more prone to check the phone which then led to more sugar consumption and stimulants. Yes. So it was like a vicious downward spiral. So by the time 2019 came and the pandemic was announced, people's core energy was already so weakened that it was easy for, for sinister government regulations and big pharma to, um, to, to completely invade people's mind. Mm. Yeah? So they invaded everyone's mind and people were believing it. And because when your energy is weak, you don't have enough energy in the kidney. That means you, you, the information that you receive is not directed by your inner understanding. So you're more prone to brainwashed. And if your heart energy and spleen energy is low, you can't uh, separate between what is fake information, what is real information. Yes. So it, so it was almost like the last 10 years was like a development of a perfect storm. And then by 2019, it all came together. You know, this excessive overwork, the excessive use of stimulants, the, ex, uh, the sleep deprivation, the excessive use of social media, the excessive use of uh, devices. Bang, the government and Big Pharma had like a very easy way to, to invade everyone's mind. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. And obviously, as a result of that is, mental health declined even further because once you apply pandemic rules and regulations such as isolation and other ways, obviously mental health declines because for, to have good mental health, you need contact with people. You need to have exercise outside in the sun. You need to, you need to follow up on your path. And all that was, was uh, withdrawn from people. Yes. On top of that, they are made available fast food and uh, junk food and then binge watching TV. So people were sitting at home all day, binge watching TV, binge eating, and, and then fear mongering by the government and big pharma, the fear depleted the energy. And that was like the perfect storm for even more decline in mental health. Mm. And that's why we got such a mess. <laughs> yeah, mate. That, that, that's, that's probably the best explanation I've heard, to be honest. Um, um, and, and realistically, yeah, you're right, there was a preparation for, for, for this yes. primarily. Yeah. And, uh, and then it was executed uh, and, and delivered. And um, you know, people were yeah. put in this uh, reactive state. And you'll get back to that reactive proactive again. If you could have stayed re uh, proactive through that period, um, you know, you would have come out quite strong. Your energy field would have been high, you know, and um, I always use the terminology light and dark, you know. The darkness is trying to yeah. force you into yeah. the darkness. But if you can stay in the yeah. light, then all of a sudden you have this um, innate quality, which is, um, you know, quite uh, uncommon in modern society, which is available to all of us, I believe. Yeah, but is it, that's the beauty of the Taoist philosophy or Chinese medicine. It looks at yin and yang and... And that means there's always darkness and there's always light. There's yeah. always yang and there's always yin. Yep. And, uh, but if your yin declines, the yang, the destructive force or dark, will override. That's how it is. Yes. That's how it is. And imbalance uh, is always the cause of an overtoppling of, 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 of a person's life. Yes. So you could say uh, we can't blame the government. We can't blame Big Pharma. We have to look at... What we need to blame is the decline of the energy in people. Yeah? Yes. So it's, it's, it's a root cause in the people that uh, if people are strong, the government can't do anything. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, you know, certainly, <laughs> certainly doing the, having the, the Viking <laughs> analogy was, was quite, uh, yeah. quite unique. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah you, for example, you, you're dead right. We, we have been weakened a lot in modern society, particularly men, like yeah. a lot of our... Our power has been taken away. When I say power, that's not ego. It's actually like what we're actually meant to be doing here as men and as humans, you know. We're not getting yeah. out chopping wood anymore. We're not getting out doing the masculine things. We're, we're sort of sitting behind a desk drinking a coffee or, um, you know, uh, doing things which are denaturing us. And I think we've got to get back to the, you know, the, the pure, unique essence of being a, a male uh, in this lifetime. 
Yeah, we've got no choice because if it continues like that, it's going to be, um, uh, it will cause a separation yes. of yin and yang, and that will not happen. So it, it could be possible what we see now is like the next stage towards a massive transformation where people now um, realizing that the, the way forward is by going within. Yes. And, um, um, by, and that maybe we have people experiencing so much pain lately that they're realizing, okay, I've got to do something about it. And the way forward is, okay, I need to, I've got to look at my, I need to look at what, what do I need to eat? How do I need to sleep? What do I need to have nourishing sleep? For example, uh, if I'm at work and I finish at 5 p.m., I, the, the worst thing we can do is just go home and, have, and sit down to have some beers. Because first of all, we have been involved all day with, with stressful situations. So these stressful situations have had an impact on our organ system and once mm. it has weakened our chi or the chi in the organs, in the kidney in particular, and the spleen in the kidney. Mm. So by the time it comes 5 p.m., we pretty much had it, and we feel like, oh, I don't want to do anything now. I had it up to here, and I just now want to just have some beers and chill out. Mm. And that's exactly what we can't do, because what, what happens now is if we sit down and have the beer, we we artificially corrupting an underlying deficiency that has developed during the day. Mm. And and we're not healing the imbalance that has been developed throughout the day. Mm. And therefore, next day, we feel even a little bit weaker than the, the previous day. And so it continues. Mm. So what we need to do instead is comes five o'clock before we have sit down and have our beer and our whatever. The idea is to, first of all, to switch the body off and the mind off from the exposure to this a physical world and the challenges of the stressor by going within ourselves first. Mm. And that means we're going to do a, a deep breathing exercise. We do some deep yoga. We do martial art training. We're doing squats and body weight training mm. for half an hour at least in order to return to the inner treasure, to the inner world first. Mm. And so that we completely disassociated from, from all those stressors and the bullshit that we experienced throughout the day. Yes. And as we're going within into, us, into our own world, the treasure will come forward because what is within us always makes us feel good because drugs can only work because the treasure of feel good is within us. And we do the same thing what we and drugs do, but this time with breathing techniques and we do it with Qigong techniques and martial arts and body weight training mm. and meditation in order to find that treasure. And then... After about half an hour, we feel like, oh, I feel good. Mm-hmm. And I've completely forgotten about all those stressors of the day. And I feel refreshed and I feel rejuvenated. Yeah. And I feel myself again. I said, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And I got some good ideas about how to do tomorrow better so I can move towards my ideals and my dreams. Mm-hmm. So then, then I sit down and say, yes, I feel good. Now I can have a beer. Mm-hmm. Amazing, yeah. mate. Yeah, look, same again. <laughs> Be, being proactive rather than being reactive, working with the body rather than against it, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. First of all, always, we've got to understand that living in the physical world means we are constantly dealing with destruction. Mm. But the mechanism of creation and destruction which coexist is within us. So as we move, through, as we work hard during the day, we destroy certain aspects. But then when it, comes, when it comes 5 p.m., we need to first of all return to that, uh, to the inner dynamic of yin and yang. And that means we're switching destruction into creation. So we, we balance what happened during the day and we automatically feel uh, rejuvenated and have reached a new level. So what then, once you're in a state of balance and then you drink beer or have a glass of wine, it does not interfere with you, mm, yeah? Mm, mm. But if you're in a state of imbalance and you completely run down and then use a substance or stimulant or drug, that will make you weaker. Yes, yeah. So this, the, the drug and the substance is never the problem. It's the imbalance not having transformed <coughs> into balance or not moved into strength. That is the problem. Yes. Yeah. So, so be, uh, the fact is that once you start rebalancing yourself first by returning 
to the inner treasures and got that feel good naturally from within, most likely you, you may not want to drink that beer. Or if you have a beer, you stop after one beer. Mm. Or you may not want the glass of wine suddenly. Or if you have it, you only drink half a glass. Yeah. But you will not pig out because you're already balanced. Yeah? Yeah. Whereas if you don't balance yourself after a big day at work, then you're needing the alcohol or the substance to balance yourself. Mm. And if you do that, that means now you're undermining the ability of the body to return to balance and that procedure will weaken your mental health and will lead to poor mental health. Mm. Whereas if you balance the experience of the day within the stratus of from your own inner dynamic, it always takes you to a feel-good experience that is natural and that always generates good mental health. Mm. Mate, amazingly said and really, really simply explained to you, like. A lot of people uh, listening to this would enjoy a beer uh, or a wine or whatever, but, but primarily if, if you can just take that time, that small window to, to, to move, breathe, um, you know, settle down, get back to regulation again, then, you yes. know, then, then by having it, you're actually going to probably enjoy it more when you do because your mind's not going to be like on or busy. You'll actually like slow down and actually like really be more in the moment uh, rather than sort of being disconnected. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. I mean, but the same thing applies to the mornings. So the mornings is crucial in order to also engage with that inner discomfort or the not wanting to face the day also in order the transformation. So the morning and the evenings are the two crucial parts of the day. Mm, So if I get the morning right, I get the day right. If I get the evening right, I, I got my uh, a connection to and relationship to substances and, and alcohol in order. Yep. If I get my morning right, I got my attitude towards the day in order. Yes. So there's there are the correlations. So that means when we wake up, we never wake up for work. We wake up for ourselves. Yes. Yep. That's crucial. So if I need to be at work at eight, getting up at seven is not good. Mm. So I need space for myself first. So I need to get up one hour earlier. So whatever the time is that we need to be getting up for work, the idea is to do an extra hour beforehand to be by yourself. Yes. Yeah. And that means we, we don't use the phone. We, we don't have the phone switched on and we don't check emails. We don't go social media, nothing. It's about the, the raw con- confrontation with the true self. Yes. And that means we're going to have, uh, we, we start the day First of all, with breathing techniques, which is the principle of all Eastern practices, we always start the day with breathing first. Because when we start the day with breathing, what we do is we start bringing in the good experience, and which is why the new breath, uh, the new breath, and we let, we detox the body via the out breath. Mm. And so, with what we what we're doing is we're starting the day with a blank slate. Yes. We're letting go of the old first and we're embracing the new. And then we're doing some bodily movements, like some body weight movements, or if, if you are trained in, 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 uh, in yoga or qigong, in order to move the body so that the meridians, the acupuncture meridians, uh, can move the chi through every part of the body, mm. unblock the body, and that once again has access to the organs where our natural feel-good is stored. Yes. So that means by the time we finish our morning practice, we are in a state of feel good. Yes. And that means we have laid the foundation for a day that is in line with our spirit, our soul, our uh, true dreams. Truth. And then we get into work, we already automatically already got that mindset influenced by the feel good experience derived from the morning. And it will then start attracting situations in our life in line with that. Yes, yes. As opposed to, as opposed to starting the day, waking up and say, oh, fuck life, everything sucks. <laughs> and I'm and, uh, going to fuck everything. I'm going to sit there and have a coffee first and have a cigarette first. And I check social media, trying to get going, trying to get moving. That means 
And now for the rest of the day, I am attracting according to that mindset established in the mornings. So that means the universe can't provide the new because yes. we started the day with the old. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. And, and you, you're in a low vibration and uh, you, know, you yeah. put yourself in a high vibration and then all of a sudden that, that comes into your field. And, um, yeah. uh, and you know, look, you're, like, I was a mainstream guy like you. I didn't understand this sort of stuff and, and, I, and it hasn't been always the way with you. You had some hardships as a young fellow with drugs and stuff too. So, you know, you had to work this out yourself. Yes, of course. I went right into it. I mean, um, uh I was born in, in 1958, so uh, I grew up throughout, I was influenced by the 60 movements in Germany, and uh, I went to uni university to study social works in the mid-70s, so I went to Amsterdam during the 70s, late 70s, and I lived in Amsterdam, so I never, I never wanted the mundane life, and it, it bored me, and living in Amsterdam, uh, and not wanting the mundane life is like a perfect match in heaven. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so, so I, I got heavily into all kind of drugs, mm. in, initially LSD and all kind of like other drugs. And then eventually I got into amphetamines and then speed and then became a drug dealer mm. and I became a smuggler. I was smuggling drugs between Amsterdam and Germany and buying drugs in, in Spain and, and Malamua. Malaga and uh, and all this Morocco and 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 traffic drugs. So that was initially a good lifestyle because you had access to as much cash and drugs as you wanted. Mm. And but then the drugs really took all that good feel good experiences away, mm. and eventually made me hooked on it, and I couldn't get high anymore. And um, so that the day when I sat in front of my big pile of really A-grade cocaine and couldn't get high was the turning point in my life when I realized, shit, I've got to do something else now. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I was, uh, but by that time I had a lot of problems with the law. The cops were after me and the bikers were after me because I was trading on other people's turf and mm -hmm. then the army was after me and I thought, shit, it's a bit, little bit too hectic for me here. <laughs> 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 so, so in 1981, I just hopped on the plane and I escaped and I went to Australia. And uh, I arrived in Australia in March 1981. And uh, back in the days, the plane had to fly four days because they couldn't store the, uh, the, the fuel for that long. Mm. So in order to be on the plane for that long as a drug addict, I took lots of hashish with me. But by the time I arrived in Sydney at Custom, they found the hashish and they told me what's that. And I said, look, I forgot to smoke it, which was true. <laughs> and they looked at me very puzzled and I told me to fuck off. <laughs> and I thought, gee, this is a very rude country. <laughs> 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 and uh, and uh, I said, where should I go? And I said, Nimbin. Oh. And I never heard of the, the place. So... Um, so I, hop, I got out of the place. For some reason, they let me go. So it's one of those strange, mystical coincidences. But, but then it was 1981. A lot of things were able to do then. Mm. And um, so um, I hitchhiked to Nimbin and I got, arrived in Nimbin and then I lived there for one year. And I actually got off the drugs, off the hard drugs, and I was introduced to the natural lifestyle, like eating lots of pumpkin and organic food, vegetarian and all kind of other stuff and i got into chinese philosophy and yeah and then but i couldn't get any work so 1982 i i i went back to sydney and i got a job in a social work department and that's when i discovered speed and amphetamine again mm. because it was the hardcore 80s where everything was party and excess mm. and um so then I, then i was back on the gear for two years and that really destroyed me mm. and then I needed to find a way out and then in 1985 I was really completely burned out I was suicidal depression suicidal anxiety crippling anxiety oh, I was terrible I couldn't I couldn't speak pro normal anymore mm. I was I felt like I'm schizophrenic I felt I'm bipolar I felt like I got all every possible mental disorder in the world and I felt like that my life's ended 
and um, but obviously it didn't. Mm. And um, I drank heavily in order to try to to calm myself down, which only worked a little bit. And then I became an alcoholic, and I said, oh, "Fuck, that doesn't work either." <laughs> 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 and while I was still working with a social worker, and um, it was a crazy time because I was pretty, I was a, I was a mental wreck, and the clients I was working with were equally a mental wreck, but I was a professional, and they were the clients, so it was pretty strange, but mm. I, it, I kept going, and I knew that somehow I've got to move forward. All right, I went to 12-step meetings, and that didn't work for me. I, I couldn't get my head around it. The, and, um, and then in 1986, I never forget the day, um, I got heavily into exercise, but that didn't help much either. I, ran, I met my Kung Fu master, my Tai Chi master, and he opened me up to the world of, the, of that spirit, of that mystical, of that cosmic, everything other than mundane. Mm. And suddenly that, that dream I had as a young hippie returned. Mm. And I put my head down and I trained every day. And, I, and by 1988, 1989, I was pretty good with my Kung Fu. And I said, oh, this is, I started feeling really good. And, uh, I, and I realized oh, my, other people need to know about this. So I decided to say goodbye to social work because obviously they, they couldn't incorporate, they, they didn't want that world that I was suddenly exposed to. That was too cosmic for them mm. and too far out there. So, <laughs> yeah. so I went back to uni. I did my science degree, majoring in Chinese medicine. And um, then, I, um, then I got into it. And then in 1982, I started working at the Naked Pantries. And I started my clinics, and then I obviously returned the idea of drug recovery, and I specialized in drug recovery. I started my first rehab, and then I started to write my first book, which was published in 2004 by Alan and Unwin, all about the drug addiction and the connection to Tai Chi and uh, Qi and Chinese medicine. And the book became like a bestseller, and it was published in several countries and languages, and that led to the second book, and then a third book by Alan and Unwin, then I became an international publisher, and suddenly, bang! I was on book tours, and I was I was traveling around Australia, and doing talks everywhere, and radio interviews, television interviews, and I was running uh, drug rehabs, all focusing on okay, that your mental health, for good health, is all within you. You just have to find the switch and the code how to enter it, and that's what I was doing since then. So basically, since then, I've been on this journey, on this trajectory. And that more than led me to the uh, Chi Cycle Lifestyle, which is now what, I'm, what I've been focusing for the last seven years on, which is like following the forces of the universe in your day-to-day -day life to regain a health and a strength that leads you to, towards longevity, mm. health and happiness, and also your, your dreams and desires. And I've worked with probably like close to 100,000 people with this stuff personally, and I've seen that change, a uh, significant change by, by aligning with the dynamic within. Mm. Yeah, mm. so that's in a nutshell. Oh, mate, <laughs> like, like amazing. And the beauty of this conversation is you haven't been your scholar all the way through. You've gone through the soup and then come out the other side. But, but really, you know, what it was, just is you were unconscious back then and you were just looking for something because... Your truth was was just being um, like knocked down through all this uh, make believe stuff, you know. And yes, you, yes. you, you had this uh, this this innate wisdom in you as a young boy, by the sounds of it. And you you wanted to try and tap into that, but you were just given false pretenses. And getting into social work, you were working in a low vibration environment too, so you weren't able to thrive. And you are you were you know using substances to try and get yourself back back up. I I believe from what I'm hearing, but. You know, mate, that, that, that light is available to every, every person listening to this, you know, like to be able to move out of where you are and to follow a pathway. And for you, that was Kung Fu, which can actually give you structure, I think is yes. you know, really, really critical and important for, for every human being. Yes, absolutely. It's very, it's absolutely, the structure is important. So uh, the way I learned from the masters is that you, you live a very disciplined life via structure, mm. but that leads you to a spontaneous experience of life. So we call it discipline uh, spontaneity rather than spontaneous discipline. Mm. And um, so uh, by having the structure, 
are you experiencing a spontaneity in your life that otherwise you couldn't? Yes. So what appears from an outside perspective as structure is in fact completely free-flowing and spontaneous. This is the, this is the weird thing. <laughs> That's true. Because, yeah, because your mind is so free. Your mind is free and your heart is free. And you see the unfolding of your personal ideals and dreams on a daily basis. And that leads obviously to this constant uh, reinforcement of being on track and being and the reinforcement to be on track is what generates good mental health. Mm, that's true, mate. But but you know what, like, like Josh, like you, you you really you know what you're doing is so profound, and it's 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 disconnection from from most people that that are operating in modern society. But you know to 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 go with the cycle of the day and the energy of the day, because I often refer to every other being on the planet as actually doing it, except for the human. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, they're, 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 all fly, they're all flying with it. They know where to go. They know what to eat. They know when to sleep. You know, it's all, all done for yeah. them. But we're, we're, we're just yeah. being, being denatured so much that uh, we're just confused. Yeah, that, yeah it's, it's, it's true. Yeah, that's, from, a, uh, from a Chinese medicine perspective, that's because we got, I mean, we got this uh, free choice, which is ingrained in the consciousness of the human. Mm. The plant has got a one, one shan, which is a one-dimensional consciousness. That means it needs to adapt to the situation. It can't, a plant can't seek shelter. Mm. It needs to adapt. Mm. Uh, the animal has got a two-dimensional consciousness or two shen, which means it can uh, seek shelter, but it can also adapt. Uh, and then the human has got reflective intelligence. That means it can have make, it can have free choice. And that's the problem. Mm, yes. <laughs> we can decide. And that's the problem. We can make our, we can, Follow, uh, we can create our own rules, mm. and that's the problem. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the animal kingdom never would follow its own rules, never create its own rules, and the vegetable kingdom or the plant kingdom would never create its own rules either. Mm. So it always follows the, the law of, all, of nature or Tao. Yes. And as humans, because we got this free choice or reflective consciousness, that means we need to understand that certain things are simply non-negotiable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But do you know, do you know what, Jocelyn, like, how much has choice been dominated in our lives over the last 30, 40 years? Like, we had minimal choice, but now there's multiple choice, you know, and that's really you know, messing up our mental health in many ways as well, because we're, ah, we're that, getting that back is, to simplicity. That's the biggest problem we have, because uh, what we call in Chinese medicine, Shen Yang, which is the excitement of the mind. Mm. So if you excite the mind, the mind will go for its for the stimulus. And so if you give someone, uh, if you give a, ba a young child an iPad, the, it activates Shen Yang. That means the, the mind gets excited to move towards that iPad and work with it. Yes. Yeah? Yep. So, uh, so that's obviously what we have that ability to get excited and to move towards. So the more choices and options we have, the more uh, stimulus is around us, basically. Yes. And that means now we get to walk, go there, go here, go there, go here. And, and eventually, over time, we are completely removed away from our center. We, we have we lost the connection to who we are. Yes. And, then, and then more and more and more lose ourselves. And in the end, we don't know, we don't know how to return. Yes. Yeah? Yes. And, uh, but in the body is the ability to return. And that's called Ming the ability to return to destiny. And um, that means as soon as we're doing a switch, as soon as we're doing a breathing method, like, a, like a, for example, a Wim Hof or whatever, mm. uh, when you do a, a good pranayama breathing, it automatically it, uh, switch, turns the switch on to return to your destiny. Mm. Mm. So uh, if you do a yoga move, it automatically returns you. Mm. So basically, it uh, doesn't matter how much stimulus you're exposed to, and you feel totally lost, the way to return is by activating and engaging the body and the breath. Mm, mm. And you automatically, in that moment, you, you suddenly feel like you're back on track. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So instead of taking an anxiety medication, instead of taking any kinds of meds or whatever, the idea is to just forget it all, just go into the body. Yes. 
Mate, and, and that's, uh, that's the secret because the body is smarter than the ego, probably, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you know, the body will sort you out. You just got to connect to it. <laughs> That, that's why we need to. That's why we we need to expose ourselves to daily practice because the body is so incredibly smart. We can't comprehend how smart the body is. Yes. We, we, it's just I've been doing these practices daily for yeah thirty what thirty seven years now. Every day mm. I practice every morning three hours, every afternoon one hour. Mm. I've been doing it every day. I don't have days off. Mm. But I'm only touching surface in in relation to what I discovered about the intelligence of the body. Yep. It's only, and when I see my masters in their 70s and 80s, they think like, oh, I'm only seeing a millimeter of the intelligence of the body. The body is just unbelievable. It's just like the more you train, the more you practice, the more you at all what you're sitting on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just my mind boggling. It's just, I mean, look at, I always like to refer people to Wim Hof because he's a great example of what you can do with your body <clears throat> and uh, because he's like a yoga in many ways and the Tai Chi master I study and they're the same it's just amazing what they do how they transform symptoms how they override the discomforts of the body into into feel good mm. and I do it myself like uh, doesn't matter the symptom I have I understand that I need to transcend into the body and the feel-good will always come. Yes. It was always arrive. The feel-good always. I've never had a practice not take me to feel-good. Mm. Never. Mm. Never. Mm. Never. But mm. drugs are unreliable. I learned after a while that I couldn't rely on drugs and alcohol anymore mm. because the more I took, the less it made me feel good. Yes. After a while, I could took as many drugs as I wanted. I, I didn't get the feel-good. Mm. So drugs are unreliable. They only work for a little while, so they're not they're not a permanent solution yes. and uh, the same is with medic medication it's not a permanent solution so whereas the body uh that turns you to feel good that is always available it's just totally you can totally trust it and the longer you do it the more trust you develop the more trust you have in life the more trust you have in your body the more trust you have in yourself and if you develop trust and generate trust your mental health Will got, you will develop good mental health. Yes. If you have no trust in life, you you will get poor mental health. Yes, agree. That's yeah. right, mate. And, and realize that everything's trying to work for you. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Your body, your body is your support. Your body is your best friend. Yes. But, because but, your body has your body has got the mechanism to take you into your spirit, into your soul, yes. and that is always feel good. Your body is always in your body is that. It's, it's the capacity to feel good mm. and that's that's the secret of all yogis mm. and that's 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 far beyond anything that drugs and alcohol can offer yes far beyond and once you understand once you experience what the body has to offer and you trust it you are powerful over substance you are powerful over alcohol you have choice yes and this is why i uh, differ to to all the addiction theories i said nah follow your body strengthen your body discover the feel good in your body mm. and you automatically will be powerful over substance yeah because nothing 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 will ever come close to the feel good experience derived from a deep chi experience yes. or a prana experience nothing yes. it's the it's the ultimate bliss that no drug and uh, uh, nothing can come close to mm. it's far beyond and once you experience that which doesn't take long to develop that's the beauty of it you just need regularity and rhythm. Mm -hmm. Once you develop it, uh, that power, the experience of that will move you. It will move you away from your, from your substances. It will move you away from your drugs. And we, we, look, a, a, a classic, uh, when I did my radio interviews back in the day when I was doing my book tour for my first book, Higher and Higher, um, I always said on radio, I can treat a pot addiction Oh, I can heal that in one, in one second. And I said, what? I said, yeah, simple. Just take a line of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very quickly. Yeah. It's not healing, it's yeah. masking it, not healing it. <laughs> yeah. Or take, take, have, a, have an ice pipe. Yes. Because what happens is, uh, the, uh, whatever the addiction is, that's on the top notch. That's your, that's your top level. So that's your, that's your highest experience. If you provide a higher experience, 
you kick off that that the drug off its pedestal, and there's not the next. Mm. And if you develop, uh, if you develop the ability to tap into the feel good of the body, it will. It doesn't take long before it kicks off the whatever drug you have taken and takes it over. Mm. Mm. And that's why I oppose all drug rehabs when they say, when they tell their clients, you will never get high again. I always say this is not true. Yes. This is fake news. This yeah. is not correct. Like the drugs true. is an introduction to the feel good, but it's not the end product. The drug is a first step. Yes, for some people they need to do the drugs. I needed to do the drugs to know what's out there, but it's not the end product. Yes. Yeah. It's it's the end product is to to do that through your own resources and the dynamic to, uh, uh, as derived from yin and yang and chi, etc. And know, once you once you tap into that, you just it leaves the drugs for dead. But but Joss, you know, it's only been a couple of hundred years since drugs have been around primarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so this is the innate consciousness that um, that's been around, you know, since since man walked the earth primarily. And yeah. <laughs> we, we we had this amazing ability to be able to self heal, to self regulate, to diagnose disease and be able to heal it naturally. You know, so working with with the current rather than sort of going against the current, you know, and um yeah, this conversation is really about empowerment rather than disempowerment. And, and you know, the colonial system, let's, let's, let's be perfectly honest here, is about disempowering us. And, um, you know, I want to try and change that as much as I possibly can because, you know, it's available to all of us to, to have good physical and mental health. Yeah. It's, it's our birthright to be happy, you know, all this sort of stuff. We're not meant to be miserable and depressed and anxious and stressed and all that, you know, like... Yeah, a little yeah. bit of that every now and then, but, but to be able to get back to the, the truth again that we've all got within us, I think is available to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we're always exposed to all kind of um, uh, uh, afflictive emotions because we're moving forward. Mm. But the, the idea is to return to the feel good. And that's the aim of the Chi Cycle Lifestyle. Yeah. So you're working very hard for, say, four hours, and then you do a, a, a method at a certain time that returns you to feel good. Mm. And that gives you the reference point for you to realize, okay, the feel good is only a grasp away from me. It's only just, it's not far away. It's just in me. And then you go back into uh, dealing with the situation. Mm. So, uh, and, and then obviously by the end of the day, you're doing a really proper feel good experience. Yes. And, and, uh, and that means the afflictive emotions experienced during the day by dealing with the mundane world, business, etc. Uh, it loses its sort of impact on your psyche because you, you, you always have the alternative up your sleeve. It's like, it's in many ways it's like the life of a drug addict. So you just, you know exactly that uh, you always got that ice pipe in your pocket or you, 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 you mirror with your cocaine and, or uh, like, a, like a bomb. Yeah. It's uh, one smoke and life is different. Yeah. Yes. And um, that's the same thing. It's the same, exactly the same thing. So. So life, for me, life hasn't changed. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, uh, but instead of running around with a with a with a with a, with a, with a hashish pipe or with a with a with a syringe for for speed, mm. I um I go into the uh, into the breathing mode and transcension. Yeah, mm. and so it's the same thing. It's just like it's 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 not a replacement. Uh, it is the way forward. It is what we're meant to do. Yeah, that's the difference. Um, it's, it's not like you're replacing one addiction with another. Uh, um, it's about understanding that being here in the physical demands us to have always one foot firmly planted in the mystical, in the, in the spirit, in the chi, and one foot engaging uh, with the mundane. So we, by all masters I've studied, and I will tell you that while we are expected of to train and practice every day, otherwise we can't function effectively because if we lose the connection to spirit, we lose the connection to our true self. Yes. And if we lose the connection to our true self, our mental health will decline. Yes. That's how sim- that's how simple it is. I agree, mate. And, and you know, yeah. you know, anyone that's into fitness or into a routine, once that routine gets broken, then they may become depressed. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, and I see, yeah. It, see it with a lot of athletes, you know, I've, I've been involved with and worked with and, um, you know, coached on the yang side and also coached on the inside, you know. 
Yeah, um, yeah. You know, once that, that, that sort of sense of identity gets taken away, they lose it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Our true identity can't be taken away. If we take that away, your mental health deteriorates. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. It's just that we are here. The physical has got a reason to exist, but, it, but it's, it, the, the spirit world is the fundamental world, and that connection will never be lost and cannot be lost. That's right. And, and, and we need to cultivate and nourish that. And if you don't cultivate and nourish that, um, most likely you will have a desire for drugs and drinking mm. or abuse drugs and drinking. Mm. Yeah. And, and well said, mate. And certainly, you know, for people listening, um, just to be aware that, um, uh, you know, the connection there with, the, 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 let's say, for, like, to be honest, here in Australia, we've been confused with this sort of stuff. You know, it's been yeah. it's been about religion or whatever, and where I'm from, there was like ten different churches. You know, so you're either a Catholic or a Methodist or this or that. The other set, the vision was very strong, but all all the teaching um, for, for, from Christ early on was all about you know this pure pure God that we have all all within us, and that was just plagiarized. But 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 primarily, you know. Um, get rid of the confusion. Actually, understand that the spirit type thing is is, is real, and uh, yep. and and we can we can have access to this higher state of being, this higher state of awareness, which is available to all of us if we just you know have the tools in our life to help us get there, you know, and stay there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. It's the tools, you know. It's it's not the tools that the six o'clock news is telling you, or there there's there's an ad coming on to go and uh, you know find joy with um, with a Carlton draft can or uh, a forex can or whatever, you know. That that's make, <laughs> it's it's make believe, you know, and, and 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 very simple make believe, you know. So they're making us believe something which isn't uh, isn't our truth, you know. So getting back to the yep. truth is is really what you you teach and what you do, Justin. I'd like people to connect to you. Um, because I think, mate, you've got the ability to be able to, to help a lot of people. And, you know, I'm sure you and I are going to have uh, uh, some other chats uh, beyond this yeah. podcast. But what's the best place for people to, to connect with you and, and maybe look at um, some of the work you're doing and get some, get some support possibly? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got five books out. Five? Um, so they're published uh, by Ellen and Unwin and Welbeck Publisher. They are translated in several languages and, and published in Europe. Like in uh, in Italy and Spain and uh, England and Germany and mm. other countries, but here in Australia, all my books are available in bookshops mm. or online. And the first one, higher and higher, uh, dives deeply into my own personal journey from drugs and destruction mm. to the um, spirit of Chinese medicine. And my second book, Drug Repair That Works, outlines sixty-eight, uh, sixty case studies in particular with mental health and how I use Chinese medicine. My third book goes into the lifestyle, uh, The Perfect Day Plan, which is all about the chi cycle. My fourth book uh, uh, is The Rebel's Guide to Recovery, and that goes deeply into like a totally rebellious uh, approach to recovery, totally the, completely against mainstream, mm. and that's very popular. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and then my, and my latest book is uh, The Chi Health Cycle, and that's published by Wellblick. Uh, the UK publisher, but it's that's in Australia and all the shops. That's distributed by Ellen and Unwin, and um, that's available also in Italian language and uh, German language and um, all kind of other languages. Yeah, um, yeah. And my website is jostsauer.com. Uh, my name J O S T S A U E R dot com. Um, I do a regular. Uh, I do weekly webinars every Saturday about topics. Anything for mental health to, like, I got it, like all kinds of webinars all the time, and um, I've got the recordings also available. I do online courses about mental health and online courses about um, drug addiction and all kind of stuff. And yeah, and that's um, that's, and I also do Zoom consults uh, if if there's spots available, mm. uh, which is so. I don't have many spots available. That's the only thing because of uh, my exposure. And uh, yeah, but about my books and my webinars are always available. Mm, amazing, yeah. mate. And uh, yeah. yeah, look, you know, the cheese cycle, well, we never really got into that, but 
but working with the rhythm of the body and the, the cycle of the 24-hour, um, you know, um, uh, framework is, is really what, what you try and connect people to and that, that can give them that, 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 that self-discipline, um, you know, which yes. we, we never really touched upon. But, you know, I really encourage people to look at your website because you've got some great info there on it. And, you know, I need to be more aware of this, Josh. Like my, 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 you know, 18 hours of my day is, is, is really good, but then the, the rest could probably be improved. So I need to learn more a little bit about how to work with the rhythms, rhythms and so forth. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's something that I, I need to, uh, at 50 I am now, to be able to, you know, make sure I thrive into this decade and beyond. And um, I think the more I can become connected to that, then the more reliant I'm going to be on, um, on having to take medication and having to go to a nursing home when I'm in my 70s or 80s because yeah. I, I, don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, very, but that's not the future we want to head towards. Yeah, yeah agree, but there's, there's, there's money yeah. in unhealthy people and, uh, and, yeah. and that's why you and I are having this conversation because we're going to break that, uh, that, that belief system, you know, that, that we're just yeah. going to follow a pathway and end up like, you know, um, sitting around in our ass all day drinking cuppers and eating scones, you know. It's, uh, yeah. Life is available to all of us to enjoy every day of this life, you know. And I went to a guy's funeral the other day, which was completely, yeah, he was a completely... Uh, conscious, connected human being, one of the most present people I've ever ever met. And um, yeah, you know, he he his physical body let him down, but uh, his his connection to the higher higher intelligence was was profound. You know, and I just think the more people we can connect with that, then the better we're going to be physically and mentally. We're all meant to yes. be here, thriving, not surviving. You know. Yep. Yeah. You just need to understand, we're just like, I mean, the current situations and conditions of the world force us to go within. So as a result of that is we will have some, some good lives ahead of us. Yeah. And, um, and fortunate, there's a lot of guidance available for those who want to seek the guidance. Yes. And, um, and a lot of the guidance is obviously the same as me. The, the guidance I provide is personal experiences derived rather than theory. And, um, but there's a lot of people who have done some amazing uh, self-discoveries through these practices and they're the ones who are able to guide and um, so that's the beauty we are we are in the midst of a transformation that's no doubt and the guidance is available to all of all of those who want to who want to have and seek the guidance yeah absolutely mate. Yeah. That, that, that's true and you just got to open up uh, to, to that you know open up to a different way yeah. of being and thinking and and look at what what could be possible and not be in a rush you know uh, one day at a time, patiently grow every day, you know, learn something new every day, and all of a sudden you... Every day, every day, just a little bit, that's yeah. the thing. Break like the every, every, day get, every day get up a little bit earlier, and do just a few minutes of breathing, and next day do a little few minutes of body weight, and next day, next day when you come home, before you have a beer, do some breathing first, do some mm. body weight movement, maybe check out YouTube, what Qigong practices are available, yeah. And you will be amazed that will be a teacher most likely right around the corner. Yes. And, uh, uh, and, then, and then every day a little bit, just a few minutes every day, and then many, many little changes make the big change. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well said. And uh, a great, great way to finish the conversation, Josh. So I'm so yeah. great, grateful to, to have this chat with you. And uh, we, we could have kept going for a long time. So we need to do oh, another yeah. one of these down the track. We'll pick a topic yeah. and talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we, could talk, we could talk for days. <laughs> and I, I, I encourage the listeners to, to contact me with something they'd like to know, yeah. and then we can have a chat about you know some of those things as well. So, yeah, really grateful, mate. Thank you very much. I can hear the birds uh, whistling in the background, which is a good sign. So go and enjoy uh, the rest of your afternoon and have a great night's sleep. Yes, definitely. Time for get time to get into the cheap practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. See you, mate. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs>